Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is very, very strange. That's not... He's not usually late. Not usually late for our month in pubs. Hang on. What's that? Is that not... That's a little... Slight clattering, tinkering sound. What could that... Oh! Oh, dear. Oh, he's... He's at it again! How many times have I told him it's not going to work? Robin, dear, you can't... You can't fit inside a pint glass. How many times have I told you? You know what happened last time. You hurt your arm. Yeah, get out. Do you, do you need me to pull oh, on the... No, you've sorted it. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about you that. You are trying, always trying to get inside a pint glass, was, aren't you? I was nearly there then. It was only It was only my foot, my right foot that was poking out, to be fair. Well, I'm just worried about you, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to do yourself a mischief. Yeah, but it's so good in there. It's much bigger on the inside than the outside, a pint. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, yes. Like yes, but not quite big enough. No, never big enough. It's never A pint is never big enough. No, but what's the attraction to actually getting in all the way in one? Well, we've all had a drink. Hmm. <laughs> We've all had a pint, but have we ever truly been a pint? Hmm. Yes, I know. I know it's something you want to tick off the old bucket list, but uh, methinks the bucket might win. I mean, it's like Wordsworth. You know, he went abseiling down a cliff. The wind blew him up against the cliff so he could be kind of closer to nature. He described it amazingly. It's a bit like that with me. I'm basically becoming the pint. Imagine the sort of uh, abseiling gear they had in Wordsworth times. It would have been sort of tw- twine and a three-piece suit and your <laughs> finest leather brogues. Yeah, and those what were those trousers called that go just under the knee? You would wear them. Plus fours. Plus fours, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a poem I read probably 25 years ago, so I might have misremembered it, but it had a very, you know, a big impact. 
particularly in my attempts to abseil into a pint. I wonder what what the great bards would have uh, come up with if we'd set them the challenge of ode to a pint pot. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's didn't Keats do uh, ode to a, a pint? Stella. Oh, yeah, <laughs> ode to a pintingale. There is stuff about booze in some of the odes, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I I think um, was it Shelley who wrote a, a sort of a quite a long a long freeform poem about Tusky. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, cans of yeah. Tusky. Yeah, cans of Tusky. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of carried in a light blue carrier bag. Yeah, and also there was um, Songs of Innocence and Carling. Yeah, William Blake, yeah. yeah. William Blake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robert Frost had that fa- famous um, sonnet about Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Alexander Pope wrote some, you know, great uh, quatrains mm. about um, Shipyard. Oh, Shipyard Pale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he did write quatrains. Maybe it was, did he do blank verse? Or maybe it was couplets. Heroic couplets. That's Pope. He would have have done heroic couplets about shipyard. Yeah. And uh, also, let's not forget the oldest poem in the English language, Beowulf. Oh, that's good. Which is actually the name of a pub in Falmouth. Yes, yes. And so all twines lead to the fence. They really do. They say. Um, but Robin, we find ourselves in a pub this month. In a month, this pub, I say, <laughs> as the song goes. Yes. So it's time for us to deal with our um, month in pubs, our pub in months. How have you found yourself in the pubs betwixt and betwither? Oh, I've had. To, I've been to some tremendous pubs, actually. Yeah. Uh... Riddle me thy pubs, please. <laughs> I shall, and I will, and I am. This week I, I went. To, I had a, it was a funny story. I went to Cafe Otto or Otto. I can't remember how it's pronounced in Dalston, and I was meeting my friend uh, Lucas there, my friend from Germany, and we were meeting in a pub nearby, and we were talk, texting each other, and I texted him saying, "Oh, this is where I am." I said, "I'm in the shit garden bit," and he didn't come for ages. He couldn't find it, and when he got there, he said, "I couldn't find this pub," and it turned out he'd been googling shit garden bit. <laughs> it's great. I saw I saw a photo of you with him, and you were behellazed. Yes, Cafe Otto does uh, Paulana and um, what's the great one? Agostina. Agostina. And we went. We got into the gig. We saw a great band who are his friends called Kulku, who are very very good. And um, I said, "What do you want to Lucas?" And he said, "Well, my favourite beer is Agostina, but you know, I don't know if you can get it here." Went to the bar. First thing I saw. Oh, that's nice. Was he very impressed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. It was good. Good, nice vibes. But yeah, I've got another. I've got a little list of pubs I've visited this oh, this month. If you want me to go through it, mm. aside from all the London ones, I've sort of taken out the London ones. I actually did a kind of. I was doing my budget, and I um I, I sort of wrote down how much I'd spent in pubs in March, and which pubs they were in, and that was uh, it was it was quite um. You know, it's quite real. Was it quite real? Have yeah. you got one of those like banking apps that shows you where all of your expenditure is? Yeah. So does it? Is there a section for pubs? <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. A section for being a great laugh. This is how much of a laugh you were this month. What? But so, but it must put it in some kind of. Is it like food and drink? It goes in or something? I don't know. Actually, 
I don't. I don't actually use it for that. So that's too real. Oh, okay. Too too much perspective. So what sort of figure are we talking? I don't want to talk about figures and numbers and God. Why do you, you have brought to... it up? I know. I know. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it down. But <laughs> but it was uh, it was a frightful. <laughs> anyway, but here are some great pubs I went to in March. I uh, went over to West Cliff on Sea near Southend to see our good friend Phil. And um, there's a great little craft beer place there called Mile and a Third, which is it's called that because that's how long uh, the pier in South End is. It's a very, very long pier. Make a pier appear up here. Uh, but that's a, it's a really, really cool craft beer place, and it's got like a metal theme, but not too overbearing. They'll just play like an Iron Maiden album at a reasonable volume, you know. Oh, that's quite nice. So it's re- it was really, really good. Really, really nice spot, that, I think. Went up to Leamington Spa, went to the Drawing Board, which is a great pub. Oh, actually, a London one, North London. Have you been to the Railway Tavern in Crouch End? That is... I'm not sure I have. That was like walking into a dream. Huh. Loved that. I'm not sure if I've ever been to Crouch End. It's like you're not really in London anymore. It's mad. It's beautiful. Amazing pub, the Railway. Oh, and we went to the Duke of York in Bristol. Oh, yes, yes, we did, didn't we? our friend Alex's birthday. Played a bit of Skittles. Yes, Skittles, such... I haven't been to a pub... The only other pub I think I've ever been to in the Skittle Alley was the Wheat Sheaf in Thornbury. Oh, yeah. Um, But it was such a nice thing to have, a Skittle Alley. Yeah, Duke of York's a great, great pub. Um, Yeah, Skittles is hard. And kind of humiliatingly hard as well, isn't it? Well, the the humiliating thing about Skittles that isn't the case with temp in bowling is the ball can just go straight through the <laughs> yeah. Skittles, and when that which happens, isn't really fair. Yeah, it's not fair, is it? Yeah, you were quite good at it. I was quite good at Skittles. I think there is sort there is more of an element of luck involved than there is with temp in bowling, but mm. it's just great fun and also. It's kind of achievable for everyone to have quite a, like a few successful rolls. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible to get a, a strike if it's even called that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone got one. No, no, no. Really, uh, really hard. Um, and I just wanted to say as well, while we're on the pubs, month in pubs, Tapping the Admiral won North London Camera Pub of the Year, one of our favourite pubs. Yes. Wellington and Bedford won Camera Pub of the Year for North Bedfordshire. That is one that is probably top two pubs for me, I think. Really? Yeah. Absolutely love the Welly. Really good. They really know know what they're doing there. Stunning place. And the Royal Oak in Borough won the best pub in South East London, which I've never been to, but I will next month. Oh, that's nice. Can you go to all the London camera pubs? Is yeah. that going to be a little jaunt? <laughs> yeah, it will. It's really close to me, actually, that one. So I'm looking forward to going there. Oh, uh, so those are the kind of pubs I've been to, which has been good. How's your month in pubs been, John? Uh, well, I've only been to that pub that you mentioned in Bristol. The Duke of York. To, I've not been to any other pubs. Really? Wow. No. How's that been? Great. <laughs> Has that Sexy. been be- through kind because you're not drinking at the moment or has that been because you just want to change or I've not really had the opportunity to be honest with you mm. oh I'll tell you what we did though we went for a coffee in a cafe yeah, yeah we did yeah <laughs> with our friend we... James Hankins I don't think we've ever been for a coffee before literally yeah, I, don't, yeah, I genuinely sure. don't think we have <laughs> it was like it was bizarre because it was like oh god what what do we? What do you? What do? How do you sort of talk? Who are you? How do you sort of talk to each other? 
Well, I think yeah. In um, we we've known each other for twenty six years, and I don't think we've ever met in a cafe for a coffee. We we've like gone for breakfast and stuff after a night out, and gone for lunch and dins. Yeah, but just going to a cafe for a coffee. But it was it is it did really make you think that when you go to a pub, you can kind of avoid conversations in some ways, which is what is good and bad about pubs. You know what I mean? Because you've kind of got the drink there as a focus, or you've got the pub, or you've got whatever's happening. But in a cafe, it was just really nice to just talk to you and talk to James and just talk about what we've been up to. It, it's kind of felt like a conversation that you wouldn't have in a pub, weirdly. Um, I don't know. We talk about what we've been up to. I think I think it was. it's just unusual because you've, like, if you get there early and you've got your coffee, you think... They better get there here in like two minutes, or I'm going to finish this coffee. <laughs> Whereas yeah. in a pub, it just sort of doesn't really matter as much. But I think it is a weirdly kind of yeah. I think there's it's kind of a, in some ways maybe a British thing. Like I remember going out to a restaurant with an Italian friend, and just that bit, you know, when you're waiting around for the bill and you're kind of itching to leave. You in some well, I am anyway, <laughs> and. Um, and she just sort of sat there and said, and was like, oh, so, you know, so how's it going? You know, like, had the con- had the conversation, enjoyed being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, let's, I'll, I'll pay, you go to the loo and then we'll, we'll be in the pub quicker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm just far too much like that, I think. Like, so, yeah, so when's the, when's the next beer then? Like, that yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> terrible. But it's that, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Anyway, sorry, I'm probably revealing too much. No, but uh, it's five months since I last had a drink today. Wow, well done. Five five month anniversary. That's brilliant. And um, I had a text from my friend who said uh, he was just asking about something. I said, "Oh, I'm just off to the gym, but I'll give you a call when I'm back at nine in the morning." And he said, "That's a text I never expected to receive from John Robbins," yeah. which I thought was quite funny. Wow, how are you feeling? Good, feel good, man. Um, working on my macros, of course. Um, getting lots of I bought some protein. Are you talking about Microsoft Excel? Uh, no, um, protein, carbs, fat. Okay. Um, just because you know, obviously, uh, I want to build muscle, but I, I also want to lose fat. So I'm just trying to work out the right, right ratios. I'm pretty sure um, it's not recommended that you go to Tesco and buy one of each protein bar and then eat loads of them in the kitchen because you uh, never have chocolate in the house. Mm. Anyway, but that's for a much more boring podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Well, it's very good that you've you've done five months. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'm absolutely stacked, racked, and ready to fuck. <laughs> 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 Ruddy hell. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So what have our listeners been in touch about? I heard you sort of, it was more of a missed moan earlier, but that maybe you were trying, you were halfway into the pint glass. Does a moan become a sigh? Whence and where? I think on the way out. Ah. Uh, yeah, on the way out of a moan is a sigh. Yeah. It sighed, it happened. Uh, we've had some lovely correspondence. Thank you so much for writing in to john at moonunderpod.com. Uh, This one here is from Will Fox. He talks about pubs in films. This is something we've talked about recently. Hi, John and Robin. In your Pig and Mortis episode, you were talking about pubs in films. And I thought I'd share this story from the early noughties. I was living in Crouch End. Ooh! Just mentioned Crouch End. North London. And went to the local blockbusters to rent the film Love, Honour and Obey, a gangster film starring the very era-specific cast of Jude Law, Sadie Frost... Johnny Lee Miller, Reese Ifans, etc. Opposite that branch of Blockbusters was a pub called The Queen's, a pub which, unknown to me at the time, features very heavily in the film Love, Honour and Obey. So we were watching it and thinking how amazing of a coincidence that was when there was suddenly an external scene taking place in the very distinctive corner entrance of the pub. The camera pans round, and in the background you can see a branch of Blockbusters, the very same... The very same branch of blockbusters we just rented the film from. As you can imagine, our minds are well and truly blown by this aura... I never know how to pronounce this. Ouroboros moment. Snake eating itself. The the Queens in Crouch End is still very much alive and kicking, though. Sadly, the blockbusters is now a cafe. They do do a great breakfast, though. Keep up the good work. Yours in pubs, Will Fox. I like that. A kind of meta, meta pub experience. But it must have been like watch, like when you've got a mirror in front of you and behind you. Yeah. Imagine if you just like zoomed in on the background and saw yourself like renting out the film as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> could have been good. Uh, I've got a good one here from Mike in South Wales. He says, uh, hello there, landlord John and regular Robin. I hope this mist finds you in cans or even sands, but well and happy. Guys, round politics, etiquette, rules. It hasn't been discussed for a while, but needs an airing every now and then. Picture the scene. We're a three on a late afternoon sesh. A round has developed. Of course it has. <laughs> Love his style. We're all drinking pints. We don't even complain that Chris is drinking Peroni. He's a good guy, John. Don't judge. His redemption will be in the morning. <laughs> Nice phrase. I, I tell you what, <laughs> do you slightly mistrust people who drink bottled beers in pubs? Not, I don't mean like if it's a craft bottle, but like if you, if you 
asked someone what they were drinking, they said, I have a bottle of Bex or a bottle of Peroni. You'd think they were insane, wouldn't you? This, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. It's wrong and right. I can't, yeah. It's... Is it wrong and right? I think it's much more common in America yeah. to have, like, a bottle of suds. A suds, like you're on the roof. There's something very strange about, like, paying £4.50 for a bottle of Bex. Yeah, it's just not economical, is it? Mm. On the roof of Shawshank Redemption. Didn't finish that phrase. Not just on a, any roof. Um, yeah. It's Dave's round next, then mine. I'm thinking, I'll buy my round, then that will be me seshed and on my way. <laughs> I'll have bought the first and last round, but I won't say anything. I'm not that guy. Dave is chatting to a couple of peripherals at the bar. We know them, but they are not in the sesh or the round. Oh, no. He's kind of writing it in the present tense. It's very, very exciting. Oh, no. Dave has <laughs> bought them both a drink and invited them over. Dave is another good guy. He's generous. He's loaded. <laughs> he isn't thinking it's Mike's round next, and he bought the first one. He isn't thinking, is he going to get any bang for his buck? He's married, for goodness sake. Goodness sake. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not bloody buying them a drink with my round next. They're not in the round. Dave's gone rogue. Has he splintered off and created a sub-round? Maybe they are in the round now. What's the etiquette? What's the politics? What are the rules? Are there any rules? Discuss. Yours as ever. Can you Mike break down for me what's happened there? Basically, he's gone out for a drink with two friends. So there's three of them there. His friend, Dave, has met a couple of people at the bar and brought them kind of into the sesh. Have any rounds been bought thus far? Yes, rounds have been bought. How many? Well, let's just say it's Mike's round next, he, and he's bought the first one. So Mike's due for a round, but now there are five people. So what do you do? I think you sort of end the round system, but I also think because th- those two friends have had an unexpected free drink, it, the, onus is, the onus is on them to buy the first round, or at least offer to buy the first round of this new session. Yeah, I think, that, I th- I think the onus is, is right. Because then what you do is you say, oh, that's really kind, but we, we, we're in a round system here. So you're being kind by turning down their f- offer, mm. but you're also able to, in a kind way, say, well, let's not stretch this out. Yeah. How long does a round last? I, I knew someone once who turned up like a week after I'd last seen him and say, oh, I think I got you a pint last time, didn't I? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you, as soon as you, it carries on to the next pub, obviously. Yeah. I, you know, oh, you got the last one in the last pub, I'll get this one. As soon as, uh, I'd say midnight. Yeah, Midnight. <laughs> Well, Cinderella. Midnight, it resets. It resets. Yeah. What if you're out post-midnight? No one's out post-midnight anymore. <laughs> We're in our 40s. Yeah. Um, I, think there's, I think there's a case to be argued for maybe timing it. So, you know, you offer, you know, say, oh, does anyone want a drink? But kind of people have sort of just got one. But you, So you might get, you know, you, you might get one of the newcomers, but you might not. And they'll go, yeah. oh, you timed that well. And you go, yes, I did, actually. But I think if you would, if you'd, if I'm one of the two people he's met at the bar, mm. he's offered me a drink, really kind, thanks very much, come and sit over here with us. I wouldn't then expect to be automatically entered into their round no, system. No, no, I wouldn't. I think it would be in- incredibly ass- assumptive. Mm. And I also probably... So now there's five of you, so you've got one free drink, so then you would be buying four, one for yourself. I would probably either 
offer a drink to everyone, expecting them to turn it down, thus re- returning to the uh, sort of equilibrium. Or I might, I might offer the person who'd bought the drink one, and then and then it's the onus is on him to go. Oh no no no, that's fine. Don't worry, we've we've sort of got around it. It'll get too complicated. There's a lot of onus going around. I think as well if you do, if the newcomer does decide to take one, that you've got to do a kind of oh. Is that, is that all right? That's really kind. A bit of yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of patter mm. going back and forth. But, you know, it's interesting. And, there are you're, you know, Mike, you're right. There are no rules. So proceed with caution. Round system. Um, had a nice email here from Tim Bevan about haunted pubs. We've chatted about this before. Bookie pine. <laughs> yeah. that, is that, that could be a jingle. Could it? Yeah, yeah. could be. <laughs> Do you like ghosts? I do you know what I was thinking the other day is that sort of ghost films are rarely actually do you ever see any ghosts oh. it's usually sort of lots of knocking and footsteps upstairs and things banging well that's why I quite liked that film what was it called was it called um what's that thing where you shop for someone a concierge oh, a personal shopper yeah what was that film called Ricardo yeah the film is called personal shopper yeah. do you know did you ever see that no, because I think that's why Ghostbusters is so great, because you get to see loads of different types of ghosts. It, it's, uh, it's, it's Kristen Stewart in Personal Shopper, and you see the ghost in that. And I, th- I thought that film was brilliant, and some people really didn't like it. But I think oh. I that was a very good film with a, with a ghost. Oh, maybe I'll check out Personal Shopper. Yeah, it's good. Really liked it. Yeah, ghosts. Anyway, Tim. Tim says Haunted Pubs. Just to respond to the call for haunted pubs after the recent Rachel Fairburn episode. I'm from Derby, and here we have a pub named Ye Old Dolphin Inn. The Dolphin is Derby's oldest pub and dates back to 1580. The story goes that part of the current pub was a local doctor's house and he would obtain bodies from the jail that had recently been hung to perform dissections on with the pub offering space in the cellar in, in the, in the cellar as storage... <laughs> However, apparently on occasions these bodies were not entirely dead when the doctor began his dissection and the spirit of these unfortunates is still known to be heard around the pub and to also fiddle with the beer in the cellar, often turning off the taps of the kegs. Oh, and there is apparently a blue lady who appears through the walls to customers on occasion. So there we go, haunted pubs. Ooh, spooky pines. Sp- spooky pines. Yes, please write in with your haunted pub stories. I do, when I hear a pub called the Dolphin, I assume it's modern because for some reason my brain just thinks dolphins are very modern. <laughs> but they're like quite a cool they're quite hip. Ni- they're animal. quite 90s, aren't they? Yeah, they're quite I don't I don't imagine a 15th century dolphin. No, no. Yeah, you're quite right. The whale. You don't get many pubs called the whale, do you? No. The whale. No. Let us know if you've ever been to a pub called The Whale. Yes, any nautical-themed pubs would be most welcome. Um, Hello, John and Robin. This is from Ellen. Uh, Regarding your similar pub names chat, I spent my formative pub-going years in St Albans, one of the many places that claims to have both the most pubs per square mile and the oldest pub in the world. That's true, actually, isn't it? Like, I think so many guests we've had have said, oh, it's got the most pubs per square mile of anywhere in the UK. Yeah, but also, well, like, where does the square mile, where do you draw the edge of the boundary? 
do you like do that thing where you draw the lines from pub to pub to make sure there's maximum pub and minimum area? Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I think it has to be an actual square. For yeah, me. I'd want yeah, I think you're square. right actually. Um, St Albans. It also. 25 years ago, at least, had several confusingly similar pub names. The passing of time has no doubt addled the truth, but this is what I could dredge from my foggy memory. The peahen was frequently confused with the peacock, which is occasionally confused with the cock, which outsiders confused with the fighting cocks. <laughs> we called the fighting cocks the fighters, but uh, caused ourselves to confuse it with the cross keys by also calling that the fighters because of the ambience of brawl. Oh, lovely phrase. L- lovely phrase. The ambience of brawl. Then one of our group had a fight in the Green Man, so that became the Fight Pub, causing it to subsequently be confused with both the Fighting Cocks and the Cross Keys. This is when it, <laughs> this is when it wasn't being confused with the Robin Hood, which had the nickname the Green Man. Those plus the various colours of horses, hairs and hearts, it was a wonder we ever managed to meet up at all. So <laughs> I really like that. Sounds like an incredibly confusing night out. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's sort of like being trapped in a dream. Yeah. Where all the pubs become each other. <laughs> the Robin Hood, the Robin Hood on St. Michael's Hill used to be a lovely pub. I, th- I think it still is. Well, actually, they, they do comedy there. Do yeah, that it was quite... Was didn't have anything on draft last time I went there, which was 10 years ago. It had a huge uh, makeover. I mean, God, years and years ago. But it was, it's, it's, it's always been a decent decent spot, that. Uh, good name for a pub. Anyway, and um, we've also got a really, really good email here, or missed, I should say, from Marcus uh, about a fantastic pub crawl. So I'll just go through this one. Uh, good morning, John and Robin. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> all the usual stuff first. We bloody love the podcast. Fantastic idea for all pub lovers. Uh, so this is about a uh, pub crawl. This is really good. To set the scene, bit of background about us. We both, so this is uh, Marcus and John. We both hail from Yorkshire. John from Barnsley, now lives in Durham, and I'm from Keeley, now live in Bingley. We were both heavily involved in all things pub before we even met. We both met at Sunderland University in the very early 90s. We are such pub men that we couldn't get from food giant to our student digs with the weekly shopping in hands without calling it the pub, usually the Ivy House. Uh, We've then pursued that love of pubs to this day by completing numerous pub crawls jaunts in many towns and cities in England and Scotland. The crawl that we found interesting is this, best done in summer, so there's enough time to catch the sunset in the final pub. Ooh, that's nice. So, meet up in Newcastle Central train station, buy a day metro ticket, catch the metro out to South Shields and head for the Adam and Eve, move on to the Stag's Head for a bit of heritage pub action, end the time in South Shields at the Steamboat... Handy place to wait for the next mode of transport. Then board the ferry for a trip across the Tyne. Your metro ticket covers the crossing. Oh, nice. Taking the views as you cross. From the ferry terminal in North Shields, it's a short walk to the brilliant Prince of Wales, also known as the Wooden Dolly. Yep, there's a huge wooden dolly outside. <laughs> he sent some photos as well. Next, head up the very steep steps at almost opposite the Prince of Wales and walk to North Shields Metro Station. From there, it's not far to the Biker Station at the top of... Oh, I hope I pronounced this right. Oosburn or Owsburn. The next calling point is the excellent Cumberland Arms. From there, a walk down... This is a lot of pubs. From there, a walk down the Riverside Walk takes you to the Tyne Bar. Stop here for decent food. Finally, head up to the Free Trade Inn just behind the Tyne Bar, aiming to get the sunset views up the Tyne River from their massive windows. Hope you both enjoy it one day. 
Before we leave you, we've noticed that you guys like to talk about how a pub should reveal itself. We think that a pub should reveal itself a bit like this. And he sent one of the best reveals, which we should post on the uh, Facebook group because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, let me just... just I can't, the photo's really big. <laughs> Uh, but it's a beautiful photo of a pub just kind of revealing itself around an alleyway there. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but what a great pub crawl, taking a ferry mid-crawl. I like that, transport breaking up a pub crawl. Yeah, that's very nice. It sounds like, how many pubs is that, like eight pubs? I think it's ten-ish, I think. Wow. Mm. I, Newcastle's very good for quality of light, I think. Yeah, the quality of light is excellent. I'm certainly on that crawl in my mind, guys. Yes, yes, yes. So has the mist expired, Robin? Has the mist exceeded itself? Yes, the mist has, like all things, expired. But yes, um, we should say, you know, thanks to everyone who came to our live show. Oh yes, thank you to everyone who came to uh, the special at the Comedy Store with Ellis. And I think there might be some extended video clips winging their way to the Patreon page. So if you want to see those, head over to moonunderpod.com to sign up to the Patreon you also get access to Behind the Cellar Door and uh, our dream pub companion selection. Now then, we've got to prepare the moon underwater for a guest. So, uh, Robin, you have to pick all those pint glasses off the floor you've been trying to crawl into. Oh, yeah. But it might work with a stein. Yeah, I could do a stein. I could do one of the... I could do a tankard. Those pint and a half glasses. Do you remember those? What, you used to get in the Gardener's Arms in Plantation Road in 2001? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Better times. Well, onwards to better times, folks. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us for the month in pubs, and we'll be back next month. Cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 